Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and confidence coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence, own your self-worth, and to elevate all areas of your life. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DNMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best vision of yourself and live a life you truly love and deserve. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello, beautiful humans, and welcome back to the podcast. It is so good to be here with you all. I really love podcasting, and I really feel like it is the best way that I can show up and serve you guys, aside from my paid offerings, of course, but I just love podcasting and feel like, yeah, I can give you so much wisdom and insights just in one podcast episode alone. So I really hope it is that way for you guys on the receiving end. I love hearing your feedback. I love hearing your thoughts. And if you have any suggestions for podcast episodes or topics that you want me to talk about, please send them to me. I love hearing from you all. The best place to find me probably is on Instagram. Evelyn Roberta Kelly is where I'm at. And just send me a DM. I love chatting with you. So today we're going to be diving into a big topic and one of my favorite things to coach people around and that is how to tame your wild inner critic so we're going to be talking about what the inner critic is why we have one how it's designed a bit about how about how it can you know be this mental cage that Uh, you know, that that forces us into this mental cage and holds us back in a world of pain, self-doubt, fear, comparisonitis all of the time. And then some of the practical ways that I recommend that you can start to do today to dial that inner critic down. So it's a big juicy episode. If you have a loud inner critic, this is absolutely the one to listen to. Save it, come back to this one, listen to it again a couple of times as you need more reminders. I often do that myself if I have just loved an episode and found it super helpful is to go back and listen because I guarantee that you'll find or take some other kind of wisdom or other point from the episode that you may not have heard or it may not have really landed for you the first time. So definitely save this one, come back to it, share it on your socials if you have a friend or someone else who has a wild inner critic as well please send it to you this work has been absolutely life-changing for me personally and I know it has been for so many of my clients as well so I really want to get this episode into as many ears as we possibly can so let's get down to it first of all what is the inner critic I call the inner critic that nasty negative voice in your mind that says you're not good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, whatever enough. Who do you think you are? You're never going to get that job, the boy, the house, the promotion, whatever it is that you're after. It's that constant negative voice or nearly constant negative voice in your mind that's putting you down, that's holding you back and that holds you in a world of fear and self-doubt and comparisonitis. 
I personally call it the inner critic, but you can call it anything. You may have also heard it being called the ego, for example. Some people call it your inner mean girl. That's another word that you can call it. Um, but essentially, it's yeah, it's that negative voice in your mind, and it really doesn't matter what name we call it or what we yeah what we choose to call it. But it, I would recommend that you do call it something other than your own name, because one of the big first steps and probably one of the most important steps when you're trying to do this work to dial down your inner critic is to separate yourself from that voice. Yes, that voice is a part of who you are, but it is not who you are. It's not you in your entirety. It's not you. And so we need to remove our name from that word and and give it another name or another title instead. So I personally like my inner critic, but you can call it whatever. You can call it any name you like. You can call it negative Nancy's and no offense to Nancy's, but anything like that, negative Nellies I've heard as well, no offense to Nellies. Whatever it is, just call it a name that's not your own. Separate yourself from it. It can be really tricky and, and I think it was, at least for me, when I first started diving into this work and my journey many, many years ago, was that I just thought I was a negative person. So I thought that the voice in my mind was who I was. I thought that that was me. And so when you say that, you know, when when I thought back then that that was me, it's so hard to then do the work to change it or to dial it down because you're essentially saying, well, then I have to completely change myself in order to then become a positive person or to then become, you know, something else that's not that voice in my mind. And so, you know, that's actually not true. So if you can uh, detach yourself from it, call it another name, that's a massive step. Even just recognizing that, that it's not who you are, it's a part of you, but it's not who you are. And there's absolutely possibility and potential you can 100% learn to dial it down learn to tame it so that it doesn't rob you of that deep joy and happiness and fulfillment and contentment in who you are and in the present moment so name it is my absolute must and a really good place to start is recognizing that it's not who you are So I wanted to give you a bit of a backstory as to why we have an inner critic and what it's there for so that we can understand the background of it and the psychology behind it. So if we go way back in time to, you know, really primal days where, you know, we were out in the safaris and life was a matter of life or death. And so our minds are trained and designed to be constantly searching for danger, to be constantly searching for the negative thing. And so that's essentially to keep us safe. So it's like, oh, don't, you know, watch out for the tigers or it's about like, don't eat those poisonous berries. They're poisonous. They're going to kill you. Whereas nowadays fear is, yeah, fear is, is, you know, perceived fear really. It's about, oh, I'm worried about what so-and-so will think, or I'm worried that I won't get an A on that test, or I'm worried that I won't get that promotion at work or the job. And so, so often it's perceived fears as opposed to actual life-threatening things. 
And and that doesn't mean that we need to put ourselves down because they're different now. It just is putting this in perspective that way back when our brains were designed to keep us safe, our brains were designed to look for danger and to alert us to when there was any danger that was in, in sight, anything that was going to put us in danger. And so that negative voice in our mind is essentially a fear-based voice. It's looking for the the negativity, it's looking for the fear, it's looking for the danger to keep us safe. So the other thing to keep in mind is that it, it is constantly searching for the negative thing and it wants you to remember those things because it wants to keep you safe. So you might find that in today's day and age, it's like constantly repeating some of the same fears or some of the same negative things that are in your world, for example, and it's constantly reminding you or bringing the same stuff up. And you're like, oh, why can't I just let this go? Whereas if we go back in time, you know, those poisonous berries, don't forget the poisonous berries, don't eat the poisonous berries, remember those poisonous berries, someone died from them, you can't eat those poisonous berries. It's constantly reminding you over and over and over again that they're poisonous, they're life-threatening and therefore you need to be aware of those things and not eat them. So that's why today we have those same patterns, those same thoughts that often pop up and it's searching for the negativity or searching for the danger. So that's a little bit about why we have one and what its job is, essentially designed to keep us safe, to keep us in our comfort zone, to keep us small, to control everything so we know that we're going to be okay. The other really important thing to know here is that we all have one. We all have an inner critic. We all have that negative fear-based voice in our minds. And our job here is not to get rid of it because we can't. We can't get rid of it. And it is actually there to serve a purpose. Like I mentioned, it's designed to keep you safe. It's designed to search for the possible dangers and fears and things like that to keep us in our comfort zone, to keep us safe. But we know more about that, right? We know that we can override it. We know that, yes, maybe the fear comes up when we're doing something scary and new out of our comfort zone, but we know enough consciously that actually that thing is what's really aligned to me and what's exciting. And yes, I have some nervousness, some fear around it, but I know I'm going to be okay. And so our, our conscious logical mind can go through all of that and and yeah, you can realize that um, even though there might be a little bit of perceived danger or fear or something or rather as you're stepping out of your comfort zone, you know that you can do it anyway. And so we all have one. We can't get rid of it. It's there to serve a purpose. But, and this is where the work comes in, but we can start to dial that voice right down so that it doesn't rob you of joy and happiness, so that it's not constantly on repeat, blaring loud, day in and day out, all of the time, essentially, or a lot of the time. And instead, quieten that voice right down so that you don't hear it as often, so that you don't hear it as loudly, and so that we can start to listen and foster our intuition, which is the other voice, and we'll get to that in a moment, but so that you can start to hear and listen and follow through on your intuition. 
And that's the place that I I support clients to get to. And that's what I would recommend you start thinking about as your goal if you're wanting to do this work. It's not about getting rid of it. It's going to be there. And it's just about managing it, dialing it right down and strengthening your other voice inside, your intuition instead. So like I mentioned, the other voice in, in ourselves is our intuition. It's sometimes more of a feeling as opposed to a voice. And I've done an episode on this before where I compared the two voices within and talked you through a bit about how to identify the two voices and by the way that they make you feel. So just to very, very briefly touch on this, the inner critic is loud, it's chitter chatter, lots of words, it often jumps from one thing to the next to the next, and it's often that negative fear-based voice in your mind. And it'll make you feel tight, icky, dark, constricted. The flip of that is your intuition. Your intuition is more of a feeling. It has less words. It's yeah, more of a feeling or a gut response. It's like your gut instincts. And your intuition will make you feel warm and supported and reassured and held. It's, it knows exactly what you need in any moment and it's always there guiding you. It's just that we often are taught and society tends to foster this way of being is that we live in our heads more and we think things through and be logical and make the right decision, etc. As opposed to trusting in ourselves and trusting in our instincts, our intuition, which is our guiding light. So the intuition will feel warm and open and expansive and just right, like so reassuring. So it's essentially like the complete opposite to your inner critic. So if you're ever unsure about what voice is what and who am I listening? Is this is this my inner critic or is this my intuition speaking? Go back to this episode and listen to it again or go back to the other episode. I can link it in the show notes for you uh, where I talk a bit more in depth about how to identify the two different voices. So I think that might be helpful if you're new to this and are unsure what I mean by the two voices and want to really uncover that a bit more and understand it more for yourself. That is also vital work to listen, sorry, to know which voice you're listening to so that we then know which one we're dialing down, right? I think you might uh, have a good idea of this, right? So many people come to me and they're like, I want to learn how to trust in my intuition. I want to learn how to speak with it more and listen to it more. But they're like, but I don't really have an intuition. I don't think I have one. And just as we all have an inner critic, we all have an intuition. We all have that gut feeling, that beautiful, loving, warm, compassionate, kind inner dialogue. It's just that we haven't spent a lot of time listening to it and giving it any energy. And so that's why it's important to do this work, to dial down your inner critic and choose your intuition instead, because as you start to listen to it more, you start to quieten down and you start to go within and truly connect with your intuition, then, you know, it's just like anything, it's going to, it's going to get better and better and easier and easier. And the more you do that, the easier it is to identify which voice is which, and then the easier it is to then choose to listen to your intuition instead of your inner critic. And that's going to take the fuel and the charge out of the inner critic a whole lot more. So just recapping, we now understand that the inner critic can be called lots of different things. 
doesn't matter what you call it, but do call it something that's not your name so that you're separating yourself from it. We know why it's there. It's, it's a supportive safety mechanism. It's ideally there to keep us safe, to keep us small, to keep us in our comfort zone. And back in the day, that was vital. It was about life or death back then. And yeah, it saved us, right? And so nowadays, we realize though that that nasty inner mean girl, that nasty inner critic voice in your mind actually just holds you back, actually just puts you down and keeps you in the world of fear and self-doubt. And that's not supportive for you. And it's often not in proportion to what's actually going on. So often we'll get to this, but getting perspective on the situation is so helpful because then you can see that sometimes the inner critic is just total BS. Like total bullshit. There's no evidence to support it. And it's just nonsense, really. It's just perceived fears. But it feels so real when you're in it, when you're really in the thick of your inner critic and when you're early on in your journey with this. Because sometimes, and I know this was certainly the case for me way back when, was that I thought that that inner critic was who I was. And it really isn't. And so I just really want to drum home at that point because you absolutely have the power and the tools to dial it down. Alrighty, let's talk about some practical ways that you can start to dial down your inner critic and start to tame it. Firstly, please know there are so many ways that you can do this and there's lots of different puzzle pieces that add to this, right? And so please know that there's not just one size fits all. Uh, Often a combination of things is really helpful, but there is one key exercise I would absolutely recommend that I'm going to walk you through, which I also coach my one-to-one clients on. So you're very lucky that you're getting this in a podcast So I think that's a really wonderful exercise. It's something that I personally created and did myself and just worked out this way to really help me dial it down. And so I think it's a really wonderful exercise for you guys to go away and do and trial and see if you like it. So a couple of ways that we can start to think about dialing down our inner critic. Remember when I call when I talk about the inner critic, I'm talking about that negative voice in your mind. And so overthinking, overanalyzing, those types of symptoms kind of go hand in hand with the inner critic. It's essentially the same thing. And so what we want to try and do is get you out of your head and into your body more to gain a bit more presence, to, you know, slow down, to check in, to start to listen to your whispers of your intuition and start to really check in with your body. So a wonderful way to do this, of course, and you'll probably guess it, but meditation is a wonderful, wonderful way to start to dial down your inner critic, start to quieten your mind a little bit and start to become more aware of what's going on, what's going on internally, but also noticing the thoughts. There's a a meditation teacher taught me this once uh, about meditation and always just kind of stuck with me. But she always used to say, be the observer, be the observer. And I know Eckhart Tolle talks a lot about this in his work. And if you love his stuff, definitely check out his books. He's wonderful on this topic. 
But essentially what they're saying is be the observer. So detach yourself from the thoughts, separate you from them. And if we can say that's kind of the same as inner critic. So separating yourself from the inner critic, detach yourself from it so that you can get perspective on it and you can see it for what it is. So meditation is hands down one of those vital things. If you want to start to dial down your inner critic, if you want to start to quieten down your mind, if you want to start to quieten down that overthinking, overanalyzing, I would highly, highly recommend that. Other really practical ways that you can start to get back into your body and out of your head is by physically moving your body. So doing some kind of exercise or movement that's going to get you to drop out of your mind and into your body. When you're using your body and moving it, you're literally bringing your focus and your energy back into your body. And so it shifts that energy. It shifts your focus to drop out of your mind. So gym classes, going for a walk, going for a bike ride, dancing around the house to some music, doing some stretches, doing some body weighted exercises at home doesn't even matter what it is and how long it is just enough to get you moving so that you're going to drop yourself out of your mind and into your body next is any other practices that foster you strengthening your intuition and really tuning in and connecting inwards so that can look very different for lots of people so I won't go into too much detail here but something like journaling is a wonderful way to connect back in uh, and also things like um, like a, some sort of devotional practice angel cards, tarot cards, whatever, yoga, movement, like I mentioned, meditation, grounding exercises, time in nature, all of those wonderful things can support this process as well. Alrighty, and here is my signature exercise to dial down your inner critic. So here it is. Save this, come back to it, do it over and over and over again. Remember, the inner critic is always going to be there. And it's not like a just a quick like click of the fingers and then you've now dialed down your inner critic. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. It's going to rear its head every time you do something scary, every time you do something out of your comfort zone. Every time, uh, you know, something triggers you, it's going to pop up over and over again. That's why it's there, right? And remember, that's been your patterning for so long. And so it's a slow, gradual process to dial down your inner critic and to tame it. But I promise you can make a big difference on this in just a couple of months of solid work on it. And when I say solid work on it, it actually doesn't take that much time. It is more about learning about your inner critic, like the information that I've shared in this podcast, naming it, understanding why we have it, understanding that our job is not to get rid of it completely, but to dial it down so that it doesn't come, you know, pop up as often so that it's not as loud and so that we can more quickly turn it around and tune back into our intuition. So let's have a go. First of all, I would do this as and when your inner critic pops up or maybe in the evening after work and you've had a scenario at work or something that you want to journal about. So paper to pen, literally paper to pen, journaling it all out. I want you to first write down everything your inner critic has just said to you. 
everything your inner critic has said. I'm worried about X, Y, Z. What about this? What about this? Blah, de, blah, de, blah. Write down all of the negative thoughts in your mind. Yes, write them all down. It might feel icky. It might be something that you don't want to give time and energy to. It might, yeah, it might feel uncomfortable, but we've got to get them out. Remember, your inner critic is like, it's like, you know, when it, like two kids are having an argument or something and you just want the other person to understand what you're saying. And it's like that. The inner critic's like, no, but wait, you might be stepping into some danger here. Like, don't do that thing. It's out of your comfort zone. It's scary. It's new. You might not be okay, but what about this and this and this? And so if we don't give it any airtime, if we don't allow it to be heard, like fully heard, then it's just going to keep getting louder and louder and louder again. And so you might have experiencing or might have have experienced days, hours, days, maybe even a week or so of really sitting in your inner critic and those negative thoughts. I remember those days. They were pretty awful. And so that's the problem here is that if we don't give it any airtime, then it's never going to let us go. It's not going to dial itself down because it's literally like, no, but you're not listening to me. You need to know this because you're going to get, you're going to get stung. You're going to get burned. You're going to run into the fire and, and, you know, there's danger. Like, come on, we need to look at all of these negative possibilities and all of these things that could possibly go wrong. All of the what ifs. Even if they're perceived, they're very much real to your inner critic and to your mind. And they'll feel really real as well. So first step is to get them all down on paper, word for word. Write them all out. Just free write. Once you've got it all out, and only when you've got it all out, and I mean all, then go back and read them out loud and say, is there any evidence, is there any proof that this is true? Is there absolutely any evidence here or not? And if there's not, then we're going to cross that out. Literally put a line through that sentence. So this is where we're gaining perspective. Is it actually true? Is there any evidence to support this statement? Or is it just a maybe? Is it just a perceived fear? And I bet you that almost most of your list, 99% of your list, will be total BS, will be nonsense, will be perceived fears, and there's no truth and evidence behind them. There's no evidence to support them. So they're going to be crossed out, lined through it, done. Then I want you to go back through and see if there's any legitimate questions. Because there probably will be one or two, or sometimes there might be one or two. Like, well, if I leave my job and do my dream business, then how am I going to make money? Like, how am I going to make it work? That's a fear. Yes, that's something from your inner critic, but it's also got some legitimacy to it. And so we need to give it some airtime. We need to answer that question. We need to write it out. We need to consider it. So sometimes there are some legitimate questions. Sometimes we can take out the charge of them like, oh, that's not 100% true, but there is some there is some legitimacy in this question. And so that's when I want you to go and answer them and answer them with love, with compassion from your intuition. 
And just just so you know, some of those questions you might not have a solid answer to. You know, some of them are like, but am I going to make it work? Or what am I going to do financially? And so some of it you can answer logically and, and, you know, write down some facts and figures or a plan around it. But then there also might be an element of trust, an element of faith and just leaning into that trust and knowing that you're going to be okay. And so that's where I would be writing things like, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to succeed. You know, I don't have a crystal ball and I can't tell you the exact answers that you really want to know right now. But I know in my heart of hearts that if I don't do this thing, then I'm going to feel miserable and question myself for the rest of my life if I should have done it and kick myself being what if. And so I don't know the answer, but I do know that it's what I want. And I do know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. You know, if it was the same case about leaving your job and doing your dream business, you might be writing things like, well, I know that I can find another job if I need to. I know that I can get some part-time work to support myself financially while I'm getting it up and running or whatever it might be for you. So sometimes there's not a hard, concrete answer to that. Sometimes it's still the unknown. Sometimes we just have to lean into the trust and remind ourselves of that. Okay, so we've written out all of our inner critic stuff. We've crossed out all of the false statements. We have now answered all of the legitimate questions. And now I want you to write from your loving, supportive, kind, compassionate intuition. What does your intuition have to say here? And remember what I said earlier, it won't have lots of words often. Maybe it's just a couple of key sentences. Maybe it just says that it knows that you're going to be okay. Maybe it says that you're in exactly the right place. Maybe it says that you need to lean into your trust more. Whatever it might be. Look, it's going to be totally um, individual and dependent on the situation that that you're writing about and, and, and things like that. So it really doesn't matter what it says so much. Um, but it, just lean into that intuition. So... It's going to be easier to hear it after you've let go of all of the inner critic stuff. Because remember, like I said earlier, the inner critic just wants to be heard. And if you shut it up too quickly, it's just going to be, no, 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 but me, wait, I have more to say. You need to listen to this. So naturally, if you've done this all um, correctly and spent enough time with your inner critic first, then naturally your intuition will come through at the end there might be a little bit slower, a bit harder to hear, but there will be it coming through. And remember, the more and more you practice this, the better you're going to get and the louder your intuition will be. So that is my key exercise. That's what I created. It's my personal exercise that I created to support myself with this years ago. And it's now what I teach to my clients as well. And so I wanted to gift you this really important exercise because I want you to be able to learn to dial down your inner critic too. So that is my key steps. I would also just say here that nowadays I very rarely have to journal out my my inner critic. Most of the time I can do that same uh, 
process, like hearing the inner, inner critic and then talking to my intuition afterwards, I can do that internally almost instantly. So I can, oh, there's my inner critic again. I can recognize it really quickly and nip it in the butt really quickly. And then I can come back to my intuition more. But just know that that's been years of practice for me and it doesn't necessarily need to be years for you, but I put that time on it just so you can kind of gauge that it is a work in progress. It is something that you'll need to come back to time and time again as and when your inner critic pops up. But please know that every time you do it, it becomes easier and easier and it's a really simple way. It doesn't take that long, but it's a really simple way that you can actually support yourself through this. You can start to dial your inner critic down and start to listen to your intuition more and more. And then just very lastly, the last thing I would just say is as you get better at recognizing your inner critic and and, um, hearing it and noticing that, oh, that's my inner critic again, which which will come quickly once you've done, you know, a little bit of this, sometimes you know that you don't need to journal it all out. Sometimes you actually know that the inner critic is just being so critical and so nasty and so ridiculous that you just need to tell it to shut up, that you just need to stop it in its tracks so it doesn't allow you to go into that negative spiral of thinking. So sometimes, and I would suggest whatever words matter to you, whatever um, meaningful words that you need to say, but like literally be like, shut up in a critic or F off or whatever it is for you. But actually being like kind of even shocking it and be like, oh my God, did they just swear at me? Like, really? Oh, okay. Then I better be quiet. Like that's kind of how I imagine the inner critic talking back. (laughs) Like, oh, okay, then I'll be quiet now. So sometimes like doing that's essentially what we're talking here is that that is doing a pattern interrupt so you're interrupting the negative thought pattern that you're so used to of that's that one negative thought then that spirals down to the next negative thought into the next negative thought and before you know it you're in this world of inner critic and so hard to see and get clarity and to pull yourself out of it so if you notice yourself you can start to catch yourself more quickly and sometimes if you just do a swear word a yell a shut up uh no to your inner critic sometimes that's enough just just to interrupt that pattern so you don't continue to spiral Alrighty, I'm going to stop it there because I just realized I've been talking for half an hour straight on the inner critic and that's lots of information, lots of practical ways that you can start to dial it down. So I'm going to leave it there, but please know if you want more specific one-to-one support with this, please, please reach out. It's my jam. I love supporting women to dial this down. It was 100% a total game changer, totally life-changing for me. And so I love to support you with it too, because I know how powerful this stuff is. So I have one-to-one coaching spots available at the moment. If you would like one of those, please reach out or you just want to chat about it, have some questions, totally cool. Uh, Feel free to flick me an email. I'll put all the links in the show notes or 
um, DM me on Instagram. We can have a little chat about it and see if it feels right for you. I would love, love, love that. And also the other thing that might be really supportive is as a really super cheap, affordable price is the Cool, Calm and Confident program, my 21 days program to uh, create inner confidence and connection like never before. But in that program, I really teach you some of the key ways to start to dial down that inner critical, your mind essentially so that you can connect internally so there's uh, guided meditations in there there's journaling practice and there's your daily confidence and uh, connection challenges to start to foster those skills within so you might like to start there as well I will also link that in the show notes as another option for you and of course keep working on this keep plugging away at it and absolutely you can get there I know it to be true because I have done it personally and I've coached numerous women to do the exact same thing so I know it's possible for you too you're not one of those weird ones that are just a negative person no that's just how the 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 mind and the brain is designed it's not you so hope that was helpful hope it was insightful I hope you learned something and took lots away with you remember save this write some notes down write that process down send it to your best friend put it on your Instagram stories and tag me let me know where you're listening to this episode from and what you take from it I would love that makes my day seeing where you listen to this podcast from and what you're taking from it seriously it's so good Alrighty, so until next time beauties, I'm going to leave it at that. Have a wonderful week and here's to darling down your inner critic and fostering, strengthening your intuition instead. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world.